Good afternoon. This is Karen Abrams from STEM Ghana Mommy Podcast. And um, today I'll be chatting with Salima Hines. Um, Salima is a good friend of mine. And um, we'll be chatting a little bit today about um, the importance of well-rounded children. And, and we'll share with you what we mean by well-rounded. I think in, in Guyana, there's a heavy focus on um, academics. And Salima will share some of her experiences and talk about why um, some of the advantages of having raising your children to be well-rounded and involved in other activities other than academic uh, pursuits. Um, Salima, introduce yourself. Welcome to the show. Hi, Karen. Thanks for having me here this afternoon. Finally get to sit down and we have a chat on your podcast. Um, so my name, as Karen said, is Salima Hines. I am mother of a precocious courageous intelligent six-year-old girl absolutely um so um besides being a mom i also you know very actively employed with doing community work working with young people girls um working in several communities across guyana um and for me this is a topic that i find particularly interesting and passionate about in terms of encouraging well-rounded young people um, because I think we really put young persons at a disadvantage when we only have one set of expectations of them and we push them only in one direction. Yeah, um, you know, for me, um, it's been a while since I've had to raise really young children, but it was this was a major concern for me when my children were growing up. I have four, four kids, and um, in the United States, there, there's a bit of a cultural difference in the U.S., um, if you want to go to the top schools, the top universities, or get into um, really prestigious programs, you, your children just have to be well-rounded. Um, they have to be involved, whether it's some, they have to do well academically, but they also have to be involved in some something else, whether it's music, it's the arts, um, well, the arts is music, it's technology, robotics, something. And, um, and I think for many of those institutions, it helps them to sort of understand um, um, the this, this scope, uh, the, your kid's ability and their ability to kind of juggle responsibilities, their ability to um, manage through several different um, activities, and, um, you know, their ability to, to excel in multiple areas. I think all of these things are important, um, important as, you, as your children develop. And I think here in Guyana, and Salimi, you can correct me, here in Guyana, I believe we have this, this focus on academics, um, almost exclusively, um, uh, almost an exclusive focus when kids are, for example, in the sixth grade or doing their CXC or working on some of the other exams. It's an almost exclusive focus, and it never ends. It goes on and on. I mean, there's a second grade assessment. There's a fourth grade assessment. Yeah, there's yeah. a sixth grade assessment. When do kids get a break? What do you think? I guess they get a break when they're old enough to make those decisions, but I completely agree with you. I think we still view brilliance as only cognitive abilities how you think or what you can remember or what you can do on pen and paper and then for some reason we think that children we're like oh well he's not academically inclined so let him do sports let him do cricket let him do football like either or yeah so it's like we we don't think that hey, this person could be really good at maths and mm -hmm. English and social studies and really, really good at track and field right, at the same time. Right, right. And that we can encourage them to do the bo both at the same time. Like, I remember one of my most disappointing experiences in secondary school was 
finally getting into volleyball mm -hmm. and doing really well at it mm -hmm. and then in third form the school policy was well you have to prepare for a cxc so no more physical education oh my word and i crazy. and i i wasn't enjoying school at that point yeah. and sports was, was one of the most enjoyable right, right. enjoyable things right and i was just like this is madness why would they not want us right and then you know and for me i had in my mind, I had goals that were bigger than I didn't want to go to University of Guyana, mm -hmm. but I knew my parents couldn't pay for mm -hmm. me to go anywhere else. Mm -hmm. But seeing like those universities in other places mm -hmm. in the world, they were like, you could get sports scholarships right, and right. they were like asking for these kinds of things. And right. I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, right. as I get older, like, I don't care. I, at that point in time, I was like, you know what? I could just write two CXC subjects. Mm -hmm. And I'll be happy, mm -hmm. but I couldn't because you know this this whole expectation mm -hmm. of what a young lady should do, especially a young lady that goes to certain school. Mm -hmm. um, you're not supposed to do things like this. Mm -hmm. So it's like tell this, me what school you went to. So I went to the Bishop's <laughs> High School. Um, so yes, there was an expectation that once you go to a school like that, that you're not supposed to. Um, I guess sports. You, you're not supposed to be like mm -hmm. that's not important. You're supposed mm -hmm. to be like. Academic. What's it you want to do? Mm -hmm. Business or law? Because mm -hmm. this is the school mm -hmm. that you do those things. Mm -hmm. And it was really disappointing that we don't. And I think I think it's still a challenge mm -hmm. where we don't have like a robust sports curriculum mm -hmm. in our school system. Mm -hmm. I know that now I think for CXC, there's the option to do that. Mm -hmm. But I don't think we should have young people doing sports again as a, just a, not a graded mm -hmm. subject. Mm -hmm. I mean, that shouldn't be the point. Mm -hmm. Sports is more than just getting a grade. It's mm -hmm. about physical well-being, mm -hmm. emotional well-being. Mm -hmm. And again, you can Building talk good habits, too. good habits, sportsmanship, mm -hmm. um, team, mm -hmm. teamwork, mm -hmm. and a really great avenue to get opportunities beyond your community. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, in fact, the funny you said that, but I am, um, I actually attended St. Rose's and I, same here. I mean, I am, um, Although St. Rose's was a little bit more open to encouraging um, athletics when I was there, actually very, very much so. Um, but I actually was a track and field athlete and I learned to play basketball in Guyana and um, played with the boys at St. Rose's High School, the boys team. And good thing that I did because when I came to the United States, I spent one year in high school here and I was able to earn eight basketball scholarships. So I was able yeah. to go, I headed <laughs> up, you know, right. My parents couldn't afford to send me to college. And it was a good thing that I was involved in an extracurricular activity. And I mean that I went into St. Francis College, full tuition paid and a stipend of 300 something dollars a month, which was a lot back in uh, 1985 for a young person who had just come from Guyana and, you know, we weren't wealthy. And that was just like a really convenient thing, you know, tuition, books, everything paid. A couple of years after that, I transferred over to Howard University. And so these opportunities um, present themselves to people who prepare for them. And it's not sufficient just to be academically focused. Um, I think as well, you know, people, people say to me all the time, you know, STEM and STEAM and, you know, the arts and STEM. And, and I agree with all of that. I mean, I believe the arts are important. I also believe like recess is important. Um, in the United States, I don't know about in Guyana, maybe you could speak to this, but they're, they've taken away recess from elementary schools, primary schools, completely. Yeah, they've some taken away are doing it yeah, here too. Yeah. They've taken away recess from high schools. And there's actual research to show that recess is extremely important because it is 
on um, it is when the young people get to socialize without adult supervision so they learn how to interact they learn how to make friends they learn how to resolve conflict yep. without yep. adults watching them right um, so critical part of social development um, I as well believe in the importance of the arts humanities I mean all of these things a well-rounded child is very important um, to childhood development um, and, it, and it doesn't only have to be sports or art or music. It could be something simple as getting to know your community. Oh, going tell around, me some more about that. Yeah, yes. going around being a volunteer within your community or s recognizing a problem in your community and coming up with a solution. Um, because n not everyone might be able to say, okay, I want to just play basketball mm -hmm, or tennis mm -hmm, or mm -hmm, swim. Mm -hmm. But something simple as volunteering at your community library. Oh, Good. For because like you have reading programs in right. most of the libraries, right. you can always go to the librarian and say, "Can I come on Saturday and read to the little children?" Oh, awesome. Things like that you can yes. do. Um, because like I was telling you that I have been really fortunate to tap into certain opportunities in my life mm -hmm. that you know my parents couldn't necessarily have paid for or mm -hmm. I couldn't have paid for on my own. Same here. But because of my work experience or my volunteer experience mm -hmm. working within communities, mm -hmm. you know, when you have to sit down and write an essay mm -hmm. to convince people mm -hmm. why should you know why should you give, why should you invest in me mm -hmm. to send me halfway to the world mm -hmm. to do this mm -hmm. or to spend one year studying. Mm -hmm. You know, it's more than having good grades mm -hmm. because I think we have to recognize you are living in, in an increasing, increasingly competitive world mm -hmm. and you can have 100 people apply for one mm -hmm. opportunity. Everybody gets 100% grades. Mm -hmm. Everybody's brilliant, mm -hmm. but there's a difference between brilliant Amy mm -hmm. who just studied every day. Mm -hmm that's all she did mm -hmm. she did really well great mm -hmm. for amy mm -hmm. but then there's rebecca mm -hmm. who did the same thing as amy mm -hmm. but then rebecca has a track record of helping you know 50 young people mm -hmm. in her neighborhood absolutely or maybe she did lessons absolutely for the eight-year-olds around mm -hmm. her community mm -hmm. or maybe you know one you know one during her holidays mm -hmm. she went to clean up at the seawall mm -hmm. so something to show that she's conscious of her community mm -hmm. knows what's going on in her community mm -hmm. and is willing to be part of the solution in her community that makes a big difference from a person who i mean what was the point of being brilliant if you're not going to use it for anything absolutely absolutely and you know it, it, it reminds me of the admission criteria for some of the top universities in the united states um if you literally if you want to get into harvard yale cornell princeton any of the top schools stanford um you all of the young people who apply there have excellent grade point averages and excellent sat scores you can probably find a full class with perfect sat scores and and outstanding gpas and so if you're evaluating fifteen thousand or ten thousand people how do you do that if all of them are, are, are show themselves to be brilliant on paper. You have to stand out. You have to stand out. You yeah. absolutely have to stand out. And so America um, is very, very good. Has been very good historically at developing that um, that extracurricular component. And when I say America, I don't mean the American government. I mean, I mean in general, it could be civil society, private sector, whatever. It's it's well well developed. You know, the nonprofit organizations. And I think there's some value there um, 
definitely some value there and some room in Guyana for us to improve or to, to contribute to that area. And I think it begins with parents. Parents have to change how they, um, how, how they think about academics and how they think about extracurricular. So like I always hear, um, always hear parents come in and say, okay, so my son can't attend this year because he's going into sixth grade. He can't come to STEM camp this year because he's going into the sixth grade. Like, what does that mean? He's going into the sixth grade. So every so every Saturday, that's all he does is... One thing I think I'm immensely grateful that my parents did was while my all my friends were doing maths and English lessons, mm-hmm. I was doing swimming lessons. That's awesome. So uh, you, had a good, you attended a good school then. How did you pass the bishops? Because I'm really brilliant. <laughs> no, I went that. to a good school and I go don't think... I went to a private primary school mm-hmm. and I think it also helped that I wasn't too stressed out That's because I had, I always remember having my classmates, seeing them fall asleep. So in you, class. You, in class, you mm-hmm. fall asleep during lessons because you had to wake up so early in the morning because you had lessons in the morning. Plus you had lessons in the afternoon. What? I have friends that had two bags, school bag and a lessons bag and a lesson. It was a lot. I think one thing, I mean, yes, he kind of had a little pressure because he knows it's common entrance, you got to get good mm-hmm. school and that stuff. But, you know, I'm glad my parents didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, parents, you got to know your child. Some mm-hmm. children do need that extra help. Mm-hmm. But if your child is doing fine and mm-hmm. you just need a little encouragement, mm-hmm. there's no need to sacrifice other activities mm-hmm. because those other activities could be a way to de-stress. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not only about doing extracurricular activities to get an advantage or mm-hmm. get scholarships mm-hmm. but just for emotional health yeah, yeah, you know it can be yeah. such a good stress relief yeah and i think a lot of times we don't see children as complete human beings mm-hmm. with complete with emotions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um children can be stressed out too mm-hmm. it's not only an adult issue mm-hmm. children are stressed out it just it might manifest itself in different ways mm-hmm. acting out in school acting out in school or just being reserved mm-hmm. or being fatigued tired mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. see it affecting their grades mm-hmm. or they are starting to bully their siblings mm-hmm. or, or they're getting bullied yeah. or getting so these mm-hmm. things um and sometimes you just think oh they're just being bad mm-hmm. or something just wrong with him he just catch himself or something mm-hmm. like that but if there's if you see your child enjoying something mm-hmm. don't take that away from mm-hmm. them you know because they gotta do assessments or whatever let them enjoy what they have to do and once you see and so like i recently enrolled my daughter in karate mm-hmm. and she loves it awesome so so much and mm-hmm. i think sometimes i use it to be like okay <laughs> If you well, don't do yeah, <laughs> I know I shouldn't. But if you don't do this, we're not doing that. It's my bargaining chip. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, especially with a six-year-old who is really strong-headed. Mm-hmm. But it's also helping in terms of her grades in mm-hmm. school. Be mm-hmm. like trying to pair the mm-hmm. two together. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. perform well in school, mm-hmm. you can get to do certain mm-hmm. extracurricular activities. Um, ensure that you and even to sometimes I tell her if you don't do certain things in school I'm going to mm-hmm. tell your sensei mm-hmm. so your sensei mm-hmm. can talk mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. and that matters yeah coaches are important you Absolutely. know coaches Absolutely. are important these are the people in their lives coaches are the teachers they're mm-hmm. important for children in their lives you know? I, that's absolutely true so two things one is I've had parents reach out to me to say can you talk to my son <laughs> yeah. he's not blah 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 so and it works you know when I sit with them um, it actually works, but 
I um, I forget what the second thing is, but um, <laughs> tell me a little bit about how you manage these multiple activities. And just before you do that, let me let me give you a tip on mine. I had, like I said, four children, um, and 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 they were they're pretty much um, very close in age, and you know I had to try to juggle. Um, extracurricular activities for four different children at one time and you know I didn't I didn't work at that time as I was raising them which was very very good thing very fortunate but that's not the situation that a lot of parents um, experience so um, but still as a as a not working out inside outside of the home it was still a challenge and I had to sort of channel the activities and have the four of them learn swimming at the same time. The four of them mm-hmm. learn robotics at the same time. The four of them, you know, you know what I mean? Like they all had to do it together because it just it was madness trying to manage that. So how how is it for you? How was it for you and um, managing with your daughter? So for me, and what tips can you give parents? So for me, I'm a single mother, mm-hmm. um, and then when you have to work full time, you have to balance your time with those things. So at one point, I think I wanted her to do everything because mm-hmm. I just keep her busy, do everything mm-hmm. she want. I want to be so well rounded. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think really, on the end of the spectrum. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it re- I realized that it was beginning to stress me out. Mm-hmm. So you know, I was like, you know what? Let me just talk to her, mm-hmm. see what she because re- we were doing trying to do swimming. Mm-hmm and karate and something else and it was taking up so much of my time because mm-hmm. at the end of the day i still have to go home mm-hmm. prepare for the next day mm-hmm. and then it doesn't make sense having her all well-rounded and i'm just not present right right so i was like you know samara do you still want to do mm-hmm. this because i realized she wasn't really enjoying this women mm-hmm. so i had a conversation with her and we just decided to stick to the mm-hmm. one activity as mm-hmm. it is for mm-hmm. now um try to be flexible with the times mm-hmm. Um, some days we can't make it, but mm-hmm. I explained to her, look, we can't make it, and we'll just make up for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's about just managing your expectations, mm-hmm. listening to them to see if they're still enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, being flexible. And, yeah, and being flexible and mm-hmm. finding a program that's also flexible with mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So for me, before I found the class that we we're going to, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't do Saturdays. Mm-hmm. That was just not possible for mm-hmm. us to be doing Saturday classes. Mm-hmm. So I had to find something that is accommodating Monday to Friday. Mm-hmm. So it's just to find the right classes that mm-hmm. suit your family needs, mm-hmm. the needs of the child and these things. Mm-hmm. But don't overstretch yourself. I know we want to do as much as possible for mm-hmm. our children. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing too much and like I said, you're not present, mm-hmm. you're kind of robbing them of another Absolutely. aspect of their development. Absolutely. And I think... Um, we're, we're running running out of time here but I think before we before we wind up um, let's talk a little bit about some of the resources available to parents who might not have the funds to engage themselves in after-school activities um, in extracurricular activities um, do you know of any or, or where they can go to find out more information well I know there are some programs especially during the July August mm-hmm. holidays like the Ministry of Culture or Department of Culture, mm-hmm. Youth and Sports mm-hmm. tend to have like summer camp activities mm-hmm. that are usually, I don't think you ever have to pay any fees. They're mm-hmm. usually free. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find out if there are any NGOs in your community mm-hmm. that might have after school programs or summer camps and these things. No, these are NGOs, non-government? Um, non-governmental organizations. organizations right. mm-hmm. So they tend to have, some of them have programs for younger children. Mm-hmm. Um, 
um, if you're in Georgetown, I know like the national park, mm-hmm. they have different activities there, karate, mm-hmm. dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's about finding out what's really going on mm-hmm. in your community because there's some low cost things, mm-hmm. there's some free things that can be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and check with your community center as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the community centers. Mm-hmm. I know with the, what do you call the program with the, the Ministry of Public Telecommunications has, I, I can't remember. <laughs> but the, where the ICT hubs in some of the community centers, mm-hmm. they might have like computer classes in oh, the afternoons and those yeah. things. Yeah, and I read, I read, I know that Ministry of Public Telecommunications is going to do some outreach um, for some digital classes. And of course, you have STEM Diana. Um, check with the libraries. The libraries, yeah. Yeah, check with um, the Department of Youth. Check with STEM Diana at stemgana.gmail.com and we can point you to some of our programs. I know the libraries, all of our clubs are going to reopen um, the first week of February. So please check with your local library for, for more information or check with the email stemgana at gmail.com. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Salima, thank you for joining me here today. It was a pleasure. And um, look forward to chatting with you guys next week. <laughs>